Good morning, your busy family. It's so good to be able to connect with you this morning in this manner. Trust you are coping well with this pandemic that we're facing. Over the past three months, we have been going through a lot of transitions from ECQ, GCQ, and this new normal. Unfortunately, we're still under GCQ here in Metro Manila. You know, let me tell you a story for a while. The other day, my wife and I went to the grocery store, to the mall, and we're so happy that the mall is doing their part to protect us from this enemy that we're facing. So my wife entered in first, and then I followed. I was trying to follow him, her closely, but the guard said, no, 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 trying to really obey protocols. So it was my turn, and so, like normal, got my temperature, washed my hands, I was putting on my mask, and then he looked at me and said, by the way, what's your age, sir? I hope he was not thinking that I was a minor person guy. I think it was the other side. And so when he knew that I was a senior citizen, he told me, don't be uh, embarrassed. And he was trying to be nice with me and told me, sir, you can only go straight to the grocery store, but not to loiter around the mall or not even to the um, department store. I said, no problem. While I was walking from, from the guard towards the grocery store, I had this thought in my mind. There seems to be discriminations at this time. But on the other hand, it's also protection. I opted to be in a place of protection just for my good. Transitions. We at UBC also had to go through transitions this past few months. Our senior pastor, Pastor Aaron, spoke the other Sunday's last message as a pastor of the church. Now they're back to the U.S. Pastor Aaron, if you are watching us today, say hi. We would like to let you know that we love you and we're missing you here in the Philippines. Transitions. Transitions. This morning, I'd like to invite your attention to a topic on transition. What is transition? How do we cope with transitions? If we look at Merriam Webster, we can find these words, chains, keywords, movement, development, and evolution. If you look at these words, it's not static, but very dynamic. It's an actual word. Evolution, development, towards a new normal. How do we cope with transitions? This morning, I'd like to share with you three ways to cope with transition as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, hold on to God's promises. Looking into the account of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1 to 18, actually the whole chapter, will help us see how we can handle some transitions we're facing today. Number one, hold on to God's promises. Verses 1 to 5 goes, after the death of Moses, 
the servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. If you look at the historical setting here, it's kind of like sad, gloom. You know, I went to the hospital the other day, uh, last, last week. Um, I had to see my ortho because of my pain on my left knee after playing tennis. After resting for three months and playing tennis, I got this pain. When I entered the hospital, it was a different, different scenario. It was a gloomy and uh, sad. It was, it was my, my experience. No wonder people that not want to go to the hospital this time. I told myself maybe I don't have to go to the hospital at this point in time because of the situation. So when there is, when there is a death, there is sadness. There is a grief of a loss. Moses went to be with the Lord at age 120. If he were living today, I think he would get 100,000 from the government. That's recorded in 34.7 of Deuteronomy. While it takes, according to research, it would take two years to get over a single grief. For the Israelites, they grieved for 30 days, as recorded in Deuteronomy 34.8. Not only that there was death, there was a vacuum of leadership. As you would know, Moses was not just an ordinary leader, a person. He was an extraordinary person, leader. He was a spiritual leader, prophet, whom the Lord knew face to face, as recorded in Deuteronomy 34.10. If you were Joshua, following a Moses, what would you feel? How does it feel to follow such a spiritual and extraordinary leader? A few years back, late 70s, during our general convention of the Assemblies of God in Manila, our speaker, Reverend Prince Kunaratnam, was then the general council uh, superintendent of Malaysia at the time, made these statements in his opening remarks, quote, when I began my pastoral ministry, I really found it hard because I was following an American's big footsteps. Of course, this was the time when our missionaries, our American missionaries were, were blazing trails. They were so much involved in local churches. When this missionary left, went back to the U.S., Prince followed a big footsteps. It was not easy for him. For those of you who know this guy, he became a prominent leader in the Malaysian Assemblies of God. He was a good pastor. Maybe he's retired at this point in time. Well, the Bible seems silent about Joshua's reaction at the outset of his leadership. And while Joshua's leadership was appointed before the death of Moses, we can see the record in Deuteronomy 31, 1 to 3. So there was transition even before his death. Moses announced it. And I like to say transition is not abrupt. It's a process. It's, it's, it's uh, intentional. It must have been hard on Joshua's part since he was following the big footsteps of his predecessor. In those times of concern, the Lord in his omnipotence, who understands our thoughts, 
gave this promise to Joshua. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittites country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. What a comfort. But just just a, an, a, an overview of the challenge that Joshua had to face. Look at this map here. There are water on that side. There's the Great Sea. There are mountains, the east and the west. There are kingdoms that they have to, to fight. There are mountains that they have to hurdle. It was a big task Joshua was facing. Why would God reiterate such a promise to Joshua? Even though Joshua was prepared for the spiritual leadership early in his life and was privileged to accompany Moses to the top of the mountain of Sinai where Moses received the tablets of the law from God. He was so honored to be with Moses as accounted in Exodus 24, 12 to 13. Why would God reiterate such a promise to Joshua? Even though Joshua had been prepared for military leadership when he was placed in charge of the Israelites' forces in the battle with the Amalekites in Exodus 17, 8 to 16. I believe, I believe, like any other new leader, Joshua was overwhelmed with the challenge before him and he could have been scared and reluctant. God wanted to assure Joshua that the secret of Moses' success had been God's presence with him. Oh, I like Moses' philosophy of ministry stated in this manner. If your presence does not go with us, we will not go. Exodus 33.15 What a nice, what, what a good philosophy of ministry. We don't have to go somewhere else or attack a battle by our own self. We have to go there with God's help. The presence of God would also be the secret of Joshua's success in this time of transition. Praise God that in times of transition, when we feel weak and unsure of what to do, God comes and shows us He is in our midst. I would really give us a promise for us to hold on. Holding on to God's promises brings hope and security in times of transition. Number two, take heart to be strong. Verse 6, 9 goes, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful whatever, wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. 
do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. For Joshua and the Israelites, they had to be strong because tough times were ahead of them. They had to cross the Jordan River. Kings and kingdoms had to be won. Discouragement was working. For us in UBC, we need to be strong because there are more challenges we have to face ahead of us. Taking God's challenge to be strong gives us the right perspective. We will not wander around. We know that our commander is still there. We would follow him and we'll be in the right perspective. Our confidence is not in chariots and horses, but in the Lord, as the psalmist said. In Christ, we will overcome and we will be successful. Thirdly, commit to obey. Verses 11 to 15. I don't have to read this because you can read it by yourself. But let me just summarize this part here. As Joshua shared God's vision and strategic marching orders to his leaders and passed this on to the great assembly of people, listen to the response of the Israelites. Listen to them. Verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will do. Wow. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. They were saying, we're praying. We're with you. And not we're with you, but also we're praying with you, Joshua. What a comfort to note that during this time of crisis or critical time, the people showed their support to Joshua, trusting that the Lord was working through him just as God was working through Moses. I remember at one instance when the people complained against Moses and against God while they were in the wilderness. They grumbled and they were looking for leaders. Joshua stood before the people and pacified them. In our term, probably he would say, chill, just be cool. The Lord is with us. And the people listened to him. And so these people used to obey Joshua even when he was not yet the top leader. Now that he is still on top, they are showing their support on him. We at UBC have gone through a number of transitions over these past months, and probably even years. We're often faced with adjustments. Surely there are more transitions and adjustments we have to face. Our comfort and confidence is that the Lord has been with us right at the start. He has never left us nor forsaken us. God sent and continues to send people our way to press on with the ministry the Lord has started because UBC belongs to the Lord. The Lord is assuring us that He will be with us. He will never forsake us amid this COVID-19 pandemic. So what do we do in order to cope with transitions? Three things. Hold on to God's promises. Take heart. Be strong. Commit to obey. Shall we pray? 
Our Holy Father, we thank you for your presence in our midst despite distance. You are not hindered by distance. You are there in every home where our friends, our, our beloved believers are gathering together. Masses, you are here with us in the church. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you have spoken to us today. You, 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 you understand where, we're, where we are at right now. Being locked down and limited to do a lot of things. You are with us. Right at the start of the lockdown, Father, even today and in the future. What an assurance for us, God, that you are not leaving us. You are taking care of us. I just pray for your blessing upon each one of us, upon each family, every home at this point in time, Father, right there in their homes, Father, I just pray for your blessing upon them. Give them the strength, Lord, to carry on. Let them be encouraged to be strong and to obey to hold on your promises, Father, because you have greater things ahead of us. We give you glory and honor for what you have done. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.